Hello, and welcome to the podcast version of COS Live. You can watch the original live broadcast on Convention of States Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, and X. And now, here's COS Live. Well, hello again, COS supporters. Welcome back to another edition of COS Live. My name is Andrew Luce. I will be your host. And of course, I am joined by Rita Peters, my co-host. She is also the Senior Vice President for Legislative Affairs. Rita, it's uh, great to be back with you for another episode of COS Live, the final episode of, uh, of COS Live. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Excited to be here today. And this is going to be a um, little bit of a different program than what we usually do. So happy to be part of it. And we also have Mike Ruthenberg with us. He is the senior VP, or he is the vice president of Convention of States, and he's also the chief grassroots officer. Great to be with you, Mike. Thanks so much. It's so much fun to be here. One of my favorite times of the week. And of course, we also have a rare appearance from producer G. We have Garrett, the man behind the curtain, who does all of the production for COS Live and all of the other great content that is produced at Convention of States. Uh, Garrett, is, it's awesome to be with you on camera. This is so, this is what a rare uh, treat Yes, to I had to us. come out from behind the curtain here and uh, as the proverbial Wizard of Oz, and I'm, I'm glad to be with you guys. It's going to be a special episode. Well, as I mentioned, this is going to be a unique episode because we're going to look back on 300 plus episodes of the show. So just grab some coffee, you know, settle in. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're not going to be here for hours, um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And the reason we are doing this special episode today is because COS Live is changing. We are ending the run of COS Live as a weekly program. Going forward, it will only bring you live coverage of our Article 5 application being considered in state legislatures. We will continue to bring you those legislative debates, hearings, and other special events. Andrew and I will break down what happened, what's next for that state, get an on-the-ground report from an activist, and then give a call to action. Garrett, why don't you speak to this whole change a little bit more? Why are we doing this? Sure, and it's been an amazing run. And this is going to be a fun episode because we're going to pull some clips from the past and really kind of reminisce and uh, show some highlights from our time. And But, you know, with the weekly format, we really had to reassess kind of our allocation of staff resources. A lot goes into this program. We spend a lot of time, the four of us, in this every week. And social media is changing. The algorithms change all the time. Big tech's changing. So, and what we found is short form content is really at a premium right now. And so we want to try, take an opportunity to try new things. Um, now you're still going to get different aspects of this show, like CUS Now. That was, I think that was such a fun segment having Andrew and Rita react to that. We're still going to produce that video on a weekly basis. You'll see that on Mondays coming out to keep you up to date with Convention of States. And I think you might still be seeing Andrew and Rita uh, on other shows like uh, COS uh, at Home, which is our monthly program debuting on the first month, first Wednesday, I should say, at 7 p.m. of every month. And so that's a show hosted by Jonathan. We might bring on Rita and Andrew to give an update on Convention of States, share some news. And obviously, we're still going to be bringing this program to UCLS Live just around 
events. So like hearings and debates, like we just had the Massachusetts hearing not too long ago. That's really exciting. That's some of our best content. I think we get the best engagement on those kind of broadcasts. That's not going away. Uh, that's going to be really exciting to show you history in the making of, of citizens making their voices heard, of legislators standing up and fighting for convention of states. Um, so some exciting changes are coming not only to this show, but to see us at home. Like I mentioned, I think you're going to see some really cool things there. It's going to be fun, I think, and I'm excited for what comes uh, comes next. Well, I'll tell you, when I first got invited to be on this show, and I think it was actually the first episode, we didn't have any real talent to run this thing. So they had me do this Facebook Live thing way back. I don't even know how many years ago it was. But I somewhat sadly enjoyed being out in front of the camera because I like to be behind the scenes. I like to see things happening. I, I truly believe there's no I in team. The team effort that it takes to build COS, to be able to put people forward, is what really drew me into the COS Live. We finally got the real talent in here, but I remember so much. There were so many people I was in. Then we brought in Tamra. You may remember Tamra from way back then, and Whitney, and then... Uh, I got replaced, which is a very good thing. And the thing that I love so much is the format of the show, the way that it's done. One of the coolest things was that producer G made everything happen. Talking about being behind the scenes, I could show up to the show. I would be totally prepared because producer G spent the time and the energy into it. The guests that came on were so amazing. It was so much fun to be able to talk with people, find out what's going on tied everything because so much is tied to convention of states to what we do not just passing the resolution but of course we have now our f3 legislation and of course rita has been behind the scenes for a long time she came out and her and andrew were in their rightful place had a blast doing trivia i'm so glad that we had this opportunity to come and do this and like producer g says things are changing radically on media. I have a son who's now moving away. He's going into media and I watched some of the stuff he's doing. He's having great success in a hurry. It's fun. And we're chasing some of that great success. Uh, I know that today we're going to be looking at some clips from the 300 episodes that we uh, all did. Um, at several points, we've, we've had different hosts for this show and we've had uh, different faces, but, uh, you, Mike, myself, and Rita, we're the three that have been, I think, the most on, on COS Live. So we're going to be looking at videos, uh, clips from, from the past. We're going to be reminiscing at some of the amazing times that we all shared together. And I think uh, Producer G has got a montage for us to, to check out, and we're going to do some COS trivia at the end. So super excited about all of that. Producer G, I guess, uh, take it away for the montage. Well, hello, Convention of State supporters. My name is Andrew Woodruff. I will be your host for this episode of COS Live. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Rita Peters, who is also the Senior Vice President of Legislative Affairs. Rita, how are you? The truthful answer is I'm both energized by what happened at the simulation and also, frankly, still pretty exhausted from a couple of weeks of really hard work and not a whole lot of sleep. How are you, Andrew? I want to remind everybody watching out there, let us know where you're from and what your state is, why you're a supporter of COS. This is going to be a weekly event. We want you to let other people know, to share, to keep commenting. Author of the law of Article 5, which is the definitive primer on the 
uh, on the Article 5 convention process. Well, we are pleased to be joined by Pete Hegseth, who is the host of Fox and Friends Weekend. Joining us today, we have Jenna Ellis. Uh, she is a constitutional attorney. Uh, Congressman Roy, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you. He said to me, he said, I want you to read this particular provision uh, with, within the Constitution, which is Article 5. What can I do? What type of communications really make me pause? Is it written letters? Is it phone calls? Is it coming in for a visit? What really impacts you and how did that shape your opinion of convention states? Oh, well, we need it all. We need you to stop your elected officials at the grocery store. That the army of people who understand why it's so important to pressure Washington and do so through a convention of states can and should be mobilized to go accomplish objectives as we're as we're continuing to go down that road. The incredible work that both Rita and Andrew are doing to bring you the news, bring the interviews, and bring the information of all the things that are happening. So Nebraska and Wisconsin got us to 17 states so far. That means we are halfway to that constitutional threshold of two-thirds of the states calling. What did it feel like when you saw the switchboard turn green after all those years of hard work, <laughs> all that switchboard turn green and you secured victory. What was it like? Well, it, it's gratifying, of course, because uh, we have been at this for over seven years. You know, you may not be able to tell by the expression on my face, but I'm excited. Uh, that, that, was, that was an exciting day. You stood up there at that podium and you got bombarded. Is the least I could do to show uh, just my love for this country. And it's like Angela was pointing out earlier, we don't change the current trajectory. It's a mathematic certainty. It, we know how this story is going to play out. Welcome, Ernie Sears, who is the state director for Nebraska. This is what we're trying to get back to. Not this. I am not giving this away. This is no. and the annotated constitution, the 3,000 page with its little addendum. We seek to reestablish self-governance in America. Unlimited power corrupts and will corrupt our nation from within and we will collapse as a nation and as a civilization if we don't fix this problem. We, have, we are over the target, we're doing the right thing, and that's why they're coming after us. So I'm encouraged by this. I'm Although some will argue today that the push for a constitutional convention is a grassroots movement, it's actually an astroturf effort. Well, it's just patently false. And frankly, it just really exposes her ignorance in a way that is sad and frankly embarrassing to her. You are superstars on our national team. We told that um, you're an essential part of this fight and that um, you're an essential voice in this fight. But also just, um, again, with Kristen, I'll echo what she said, the mentorship that um, is so essential in the fight, the support that's so essential. Um, you find that through Convention of States, and it was so inspiring to be a part of. Um, we are covering the elections tonight. We have a bunch of COS activists that are going to be joining us. We have a bunch of high-profile guests that are going to be coming on. There we have House 47 with Jared Lowry. And am I correct, Grant? That would be a pickup, right? Everyone, you know, I get the title. I'm Delegate-Elect Karen Greenhall. But this was a team effort all across the state. What drives you, what motivates you to want to serve our country in public office? When I look at my four kids, um, what I leave for them and what our country leaves for their generation is 
really gonna be important. What it is that has made us great for so many hundreds of years, and we can't lose that. If we lose that, we're not America. We're gonna drain the swamp. Article 5 is the way to drain this room. Hello and welcome to a special edition of COS Live. We are at the Reclaim right now in Orlando, Florida, and we have some special guests here with us, some special volunteers that we're going to be talking to. This is a special edition of COS Live. Uh, Rita, can you please introduce our guests? Who was that 20th century president who favored the calling of an Article 5 convention? You know, we'll all be watching those committee hearings and those floor debates. We watch them every year and we bring them live to you often on this program, COS Live. Excited to be doing this, you know, live broadcast and we've got another committee hearing today. I can't wait to see it happen. They will say aye. Those opposed, no. The eyes appear to have it, the eyes do have it, but I declare the resolution adopted. You've put in some time in West Virginia over the years. What is your reaction to what just happened? I'm going to say I'm very excited and I've now been able to put this part away. <laughs> Convention of States is our only hope to oust all the criminals in D.C. Well, Barbara, I certainly agree with you on the point that Convention of States is the nation's best hope. Now we've got a country to save, so let's get to work. We have a country to save, so it's time for us to get back to work. Thanks for watching, y'all. All right, guys. Well, it was <laughs> quite the quite the adventure to look back through some of those episodes and pull some clips. Um, just just wanted to give a flavor of kind of what we've been a part of the last few years. So, just initial reactions from uh, you guys, Andrew, would you mind going first? Sure. It, it's great to see uh, all of the all of the topics that we've covered and just the personality that has been brought into this show. Uh, it's 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 fun doing this and just recapping was was really cool and getting to see all of the great activists that we have, all the volunteers, our um, champions for convention of states and state legislatures all across the country. Uh, you know, personality, like TV personalities. And oh man, it's just, there's, it's so cool. This, the journey has been so, uh, so outstanding. I, I don't really have any other words other than that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rita, yeah, your initial kind of reactions and reflections. I am shocked at how many of those programs I had completely forgotten ever doing. <laughs> We've been at this a while, and um, Garrett, I know you don't like to get a lot of um, acclaim, but I just like hats off to you because you have been doing this the entire time, and you have just done such an amazing job, and our audience probably doesn't know how much work Producer G has put into this program over the years, you know. It looks like Andrew and I, or you know, before us, Mike and Tamara were the ones doing all the work. But at least for my time on the program, producer G does all the work in advance, and you know, nails down the guests and what we're going to talk about, makes the logistics work, makes the technology work. Um, so it's, you have done so much and it's really been an amazing run. And I want to specifically mention 
I had totally forgotten about our special election coverage program. That was so exciting. Seeing the footage of that made me remember how much fun that was. And I have to say, I would vote in favor of our doing that again this year in November. So I'm just going to put that out there. (laughs) I think we can make that happen. And yeah, appreciate the kind words. I mean, but from my perspective, I felt like, you know, you guys just were naturals, you know, and it, it made my job so easy because um, you guys were such naturals for the camera and you had such a connection uh, with the audience. And honestly, we worked together a lot behind the scenes, too, though, and finding the right mm-hmm. guests, thinking of the right topics. Uh, Rita, often you had the contact if I needed to if I needed to bring someone into uh, to be a guest. And so uh, that's what I you know, one of the things I love the most was the collaboration uh, that happened. Mm-hmm. And that brought a really exciting thing. And uh, Mike, how about you initial uh, reaction uh, to seeing that montage and just reflections on on your time with COS Live? It did change over the years. It really did change over the years. Really so much fun. I want to dovetail a little bit on what Rita was saying, not just giving the kudos to you, producer G, who certainly deserves all you can get. But if we go whoosh, all the way out through the camera and look at all the people that have stuck with this show for so long. When I go to events and I meet people, I can't tell you how many times people say, oh, I remember the Facebook Live where you did this or you did that or, hey, thanks for the shirt I got on the trivia. That's so much fun. I still wear that shirt all the time or so many of the things that people actually saw and remembered. And of course, you know, our communications team is looking at the numbers and saying, okay, well, how are all those numbers doing? And, and we love that, but we know, and you've heard, it, you've heard it said by Mark so often that if we get to one person, anytime we speak, that's a wonderful thing. We've had such a great opportunity. And I certainly hope and pray that not only were we able to inspire people and keep them engaged in convention estates, help them to learn and grow their knowledge and affection for convention estates, maybe bring a few other people in as well, invite them to this. But I also think that it is really great that we have this archive. And I did sneak peek a little bit earlier. I was geeking out, looking at all of the episodes and some of the things that were happening. And I'm sure a lot of the people out in the audience have done that. And I would encourage you, I think producer G is going to drop a link so you can go back and take a look and and sincere thanks to all the people who tuned in, who knew that Andrew and Rita were coming and did it with such great anticipation and excitement. You know, I was, I was, as I was going back through those archives, you know, I was noticing, you know, when, when did the host change? Because Mike, as if the audience hasn't picked up yet, was one of the first co-hosts or was one of the first co-hosts in episode one. Mike, can you remember when that was? What year we started this program? I would like to think I've moved offices since then, and it's been yep. four years in this office. So I think it's probably been about uh, half a decade ago is when we started this. That's my best guess right now. Yep, pretty close. 2018, February of 2018. So we're coming up on uh, what would have been the sixth sixth anniversary, February 13th, was the first episode. Pretty crazy. Do you remember the first guest? The first guest that we had on? The first guest. I think it might have been Dave Schneider. You were right. You're right. right. Dave Schneider. (laughs) That is a great regional director. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wait, is this the is this the promise COS Live trivia producer G? Yeah, I'm just sprinkling some. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit um, a little bit disappointed with this because I I'm 
very competitive. Probably no one would have ever guessed that about me, but I have a feeling I will not be the winner at COS Live Trivia today. <laughs> well, you kind of like me in that respect, uh, Rita, because I'm always like looking ahead to the next thing. You know, it's it's rare that we yes. get to look back on what we've accomplished and everything. It's always always about pushing forward to the next victory. That's kind of how we all are right. at Convention of States. So, so Andrew, you joined. January of 2020. So we just had your fourth anniversary as being a co-host on the show. Do you, can you think back to then, like when you were asked to be a co-host, like what you were thinking and what went into that? It's hard to even remember. That was Whitney was the the host at the time. Yes, she was. Yeah. Yeah. And she was, uh, who was her co-host? Um, I, I can't remember her name right McKenna? now. It was McKenna. McKenna. Although Mike, right? Mike was, was helping McKenna. out from time to time, but McKenna, McKenna was on as well. Yeah, it was McKenna. And uh, I think Whitney asked me to join because McKenna was leaving, I think. Um, and so I'm, uh, Whitney was part of the Emerging Leaders Program. And I was in that program with her. And so we I think, blame. yeah, I think we just started talking about it. And, and I think Jason, my, uh, um, he was um, my supervisor. He asked me to, to do that because I was at the time doing the five hour activist blog or video blog, yes, uh, which was kind of recounting my activities as a, a newly minted district captain. And so that was a lot of fun. I'd never done any type of, you know, uh, any type of production or any type of, 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 of you know, recording or video blogging or anything like that. But Jason's like, hey, just you should do this. And then he said the same thing with COS Live. Just go ahead. You should do this. And I'm like, OK. So I kind of felt like I got thrown in a little bit, but it was it was a lot of fun. To, uh, starting off with Whitney back in, gosh, four years ago. It's incredible to think that it was that long ago when I did my first broadcast with her. So the five-hour activist, that's really at the root of it. And if people can still go back and watch those, and those are actually still really valuable because it gives volunteers some quick tips on even if you're just starting out, here's how you can make a big in impact right away. And you kind of mm -hmm. chronicled that in real time because you were actually doing the work of a district captain. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And then Rita didn't come on till later, episode 143. It was episode 195 that Andrew came on, episode 143 that Rita came on, and again in January of 2021. So it's been three years. And Rita, do you remember what kind of was your uh, reaction when you were asked to be a co-host on uh, COS Live? I remember being a little bit surprised by it, but also excited because I am very used to doing all of my work behind the scenes, sort of at my desk with my head down, you know, in front of my computer. Um, I don't get a lot of opportunities to um, speak publicly or to interact with the grassroots. Um, but when I do, I always love it. It's always super exciting and fun for me. So yeah, it, the, the request for me to be a co-host definitely caught me by surprise. I wasn't prepared for it, but it sounded like a fun new adventure. <laughs> and I really have um, enjoyed this. It really um, adds a little bit of sparkle to, you know, the rest of the work that I do is more, you know, um, sedate. <laughs> And I think you both like bring such an interesting perspective, you know, you being the legislative director, Rita, Andrew being in the grassroots department, and those components have to go together for this movement to be successful. That's what we've always believed at Council of States. So those two components have to come together. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, so that's been such a cool thing. Now, okay, I'm going to sprinkle in some more trivia. This one's probably going to be more for Mike. What was, Do you remember the first ever volunteer guest? We talked about the first guest. But do you remember the first volunteer we interviewed in episode two? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, it was a woman, I believe. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay, well, I'm, I'm way out of it. Then. Yeah, that was a 50-50 shot, so... <laughs> yeah, we need the we need the buzzer. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me play it for you. Maybe it'll jog your memory. Oh yeah, no doubt. So Bob, you had what seventy-five people or so in the room, which outnumbered everybody else, outnumbered the committee, any opposition, and it had to make those guys scared. What happened as far as the vote they took there? Okay, then we came. We came um, Monday. They had to vote. And uh, my wife and I went up there. Um, the the chair had told us they'd vote on Monday, so we had to be in Topeka anyway. And and we went up there, and uh, um, it was all yays, no nays. All right. So Kansas has always been important. <laughs> <laughs> still important. Um, we're still hoping that uh, Kansas will be number twenty. So um, any reflections? And we got to interview a lot of great volunteers over the years. That's That was really the core of the show, was shining a light on what the grassroots are doing to push this movement forward. Um, so any uh, reflections on that, Mike? Well, I certainly remember having those interviews with our great grassroots folks. It's really easy to pull out the stories that they have because everybody has a story. One of the things that is great, you know, we got all the screens come up, but the most important thing is every single time we talk to somebody, we know they have a story. All you have to do is just prompt a tiny little bit and boom, an amazing, compelling story comes out. Absolutely. Well, let's, let me ask you guys this. Can you think of like a favorite episode, maybe a favorite guest? You know, we talked about, we did the election coverage. Uh, we interviewed people like Jenna Ellis, Chip Roy, Steve Dace, Governor Greg Abbott, Dr. Scott Jensen, Jeff Barkey, congressmen like uh, Alice w Alan West and Josh Burkeen and we had Rick Santorum and Mike Ferris and Rob Nadelson, uh, Professor Randy Barnett. Um, I think, uh, Mike, did you help out with that interview and dozens of state legislators. So is there anyone that kind of stood out to you or maybe a particular uh, show and episode that uh, stood out to you guys? I'll start with you, Andrew. Uh, it's hard to pin down just one. I, I did look at some of the uh, old episodes and kind of went through a few of them. I think one of my favorite episodes was interviewing um, Representative Bill Taylor after South Carolina had passed. I think that I, Representative Bill Taylor is just such a unique individual. And I just love his, just the way, just how he comes across, how he talks, just, um, just everything about him is really cool. And I, and I, I think he's got a lot of wisdom when it comes to Article 5 and when it comes to uh, just politics generally. And just listening to him talk about and kind of recounting the victory in South Carolina was was really cool. I did like that. Or or Senator Holleran as well. That was another one. I think both of those uh, inter interviews really affected me because I see both of them as, as uh, modern statesmen. And I, I just think there's a lot to learn from, from state representatives, even though the national attention isn't on state reps, there's a lot of wisdom to, to, to be gained from them. And I think they really are a representation of uh, who is going to save the country. It's going to be the grassroots, but it's also going to be champions and statesmen within state legislatures all across the country. And I think those two 
uh, are um, kind of within my, t they're in my top 10 for uh, uh, statesmen, uh, current or modern statesmen. So I think those two affect, or those two are, are two of my favorite interviews that we did. Rita, favorite episode or guest? Well, I would agree those two, Representative Bill Taylor and Senator Steve Halloran from Nebraska, were definitely in my top 10 because they do represent just the modern American statesmen. And those two gentlemen are so dear to me. They both did so much um, to get COS passed in their states. But I think if I had to nail down a favorite episode for me personally, <clears throat> it probably would have been the fairly recent episode that we did with John Malcolm from the Heritage Foundation as our guest. And I say that because it was so gratifying to me to be able to have him on the program and hear in his own words why he went from a few years ago being, you know, neutral or leaning even opposed um, to Convention of States to now being a full-fledged, you know, hearty supporter of what we're doing with Convention of States. And I'll tell you, for me personally, it was so gratifying because I had been in meetings with him and others at the Heritage Foundation over the past couple of years um, or past several years even and having sat in, you know, boardrooms with him and heard the different things he had to say, there were times when I thought, wow, we may get some of the other people at Heritage to support us, but we're never going to get that man. <laughs> and so then to see him, you know, really um, just reconsider and do so much research and attend our simulated convention and come out in favor um, was just so gratifying to me and really exciting. And I want to say one more thing. I don't want to take too much time, but my favorite type of program or like category of programs that we've done on COS Live has really been the special live coverage of committee hearings, floor debates, um, so I'm so happy that we're going to continue bringing those episodes to our audience. And the reason I think I enjoy those so much is because there's such a spirit of camaraderie and teamwork as we can all, you know, not just us on the national staff, but the grassroots around the country can sit and watch as all the hard work that a state team has done over the course of years comes to fruition and we see um, the grassroots testify. We see our sponsors make the case for convention of states. We see the opposition mostly looking foolish and uninformed and fearful. And it's just such an amazing thing that we can bring that coverage to our volunteers all around the country and we can all enjoy kind of the fruits of our labors. I couldn't agree with you more. Mike? Favorite interview that you can remember, favorite episode? Well, when I mention this person, it won't be a surprise to anybody. Uh, I've had the opportunity to be able to have conversation with this man, interview him in at if if you were there at Front Sight and in some other areas as well. And of course, it's Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, 
And there's a guy who not only occupies the moral high ground and can speak on so much his intelligence, his experience, his military background, his passion, his complete commitment to convention of states. And he so naturally just brings things right back to convention of states, can keep things interesting. He says things in a pithy way where you'll get a soundbite from him that you can repeat because it's something you want to repeat because there's so much value in every word that comes from that man. And I think that is such a honor to be able to be in a presence of somebody like that. And I think that's that was my favorite. Absolutely. All right. I'm also going to share my favorite episode. It's a little bit of a different one. And of course, I have a visual aid. <laughs> no fair. <laughs> we are here for a COS uh, strategy uh, meeting with the national team members. All right, we are here with the Mark Meckler, the president and co-founder of Convention of States. Yeah, I mean, when they say God's country, they're definitely talking about this place. Uh, this is incredible. We're up in the Rockies. We're at uh, about 8,500 feet, surrounded by natural beauty. We're sitting up here on this rocky outcropping, a beautiful setting. And I'm looking out, there's a beautiful lake out in front of me, huge peaks around me. We're at 8,500, that's probably 11,000 feet we're looking at over there. And surrounded by people I love, because I mean, we got the whole COS staff here with us, which is an extraordinary opportunity for camaraderie, for fellowship, and for planning what we're going to be doing for the rest of the year. That staff retreat episode was, I mean, the setting, obviously, <laughs> being in, in Colorado is just incredibly beautiful. Being with everybody, I mean, we're a virtual organization, so we, the way we get to see each other is with this, but by this method mostly, is through screens. And so when you get a chance to be all together like that, it's just incredible, just that. Uh, but actually me being able to get my camera out and follow Andrew around, and we got these different interviews with staff, uh, that was such a fun episode. Um, any memories uh, from that, from you guys, Andrew? Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and that was the one episode where we had some outtakes and some bloopers, yeah. I believe. <laughs> that was uh, pretty fun to watch that as well, um, back when we had Kelly Campania. Yep. Um, I, I love that one, um, that one uh, uh, little moment where you kind of show, uh, you know, rock outcropping. I think it was Lizard Rock or Lizard Gulch or something like that. It was that huge hiking trail that we went up, which was man, that was tough. I was so out of shape, but uh, it was just such a great view of of just the Colorado wilderness, and it was really fun being there with with you and several regional directors, other people from the grassroots on that hike. And then of course, like you said, just the camaraderie was, was really amazing. So outside, uh, here's a little bit of trivia. We're breaking in with some CMS Live trivia again. Outside of like staff and volunteers, who do you think was the most frequent guest? So we're talking about like endorsers, maybe a legislator. Uh, we actually interviewed some people several times. So uh, Mike, who do you think might've been the most frequent that you can think of? Well, due to just pure longevity, I, I would, my first guess would be Mark Meckler, but I have a feeling I'm wrong in that one. Mark's been on, and it's always a, a great pleasure to have him. And uh, as far as a frequent guest, boy, I'll tell you, it's not coming to me. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you mentioned Mark because we did interview him several times. We interviewed him also for the 100th episode, the 200th episode. And he was actually a co-host one time with you, Mike. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah. But you guys interviewed uh, Robert Kelly 
when there was that law suit in Missouri. I don't know if you remember this. There was some Absolutely. guy who had brought a brought suit against the COS resolution. Of course, uh, we you know that was got passed. Out by the- Remain passed. Thank you very exactly. much. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was a that was a fun episode. Looking back on that one as well. Rita, what about you? What do you? Who do you think was maybe the most frequent guest over the years, outside of staff and volunteers? We're thinking more endorsers and legislators that we brought back on multiple occasions. Yeah, so I don't know if um, Mike Ferris counts um, because he is more internal now, but I would guess him. Um, I would also think that we've probably had Representative Bill Taylor on multiple times, our South Carolina sponsor. So I don't know. I don't have a high level of confidence. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet very much money on my answers being right. right that's a good guess. Andrew, what do you think? Do you have a guess on who do you think was the most frequent guest over the years? That's that's really tough. I don't I'm not sure. Again, I'm gonna kind of say a similar thing to Rita. I don't trust my my <laughs> my memory. But I guess maybe just I'll throw out Pete Hegseth. I know he was, he's been on several times. Mm. Uh, I can't remember exactly how many, but I know he's been on at least three, three or four. You are correct. So yes. Oh, I am. Yes. Nice. Good job. Not in the dark. <laughs> the uh, runner is up. Uh, Pete Hegseth was, yeah, I think Mike, you also interviewed him at one point. I know that we, uh, Rita and Andrew got to interview him multiple times as well. And the runners-up were Steve Dace. We had Steve Dace on at least three times, and we had Dennis Riddell of North Carolina on mm. at least three times that I could find. Um, so those mm-hmm. uh, those were some of our favorite guests. What a what about blessing? Yeah. Let me just say something real quick because what an amazing blessing Pete Hegseth has been to the organization. He's taken the pulpit that he's earned, and he's also used it greatly to help improve and save this nation just the way we like it. And he is a very busy guy. And he always, it doesn't surprise me at all that he was number one. Interviewing him, of course, was an absolute pleasure. And he's such a pro. But the fact that he takes his time out to be with us, he shows up in Minnesota for hearings. He shows up in places to support us in such a great way. And extra shout out to Pete Hegseth from Fox and Friends. Absolutely. All right. I got another question for you guys. What do you think was the longest episode? We have talked about it before. Longest episode. Uh, I'm going to jump in and say it was probably the election night. That was correct. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. Over three hours. Yay, I got one. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching and thinking, yeah. wow, Andrew and Rita, they are going. They look fresh the whole way. They never lost the enthusiasm. They never lost their composure. And it was really interesting. Maybe that's why they could stay fresh because there was always new stuff. I stayed tuned in because I was so excited to see what was going on with the perspective that I wanted to hear it from. It was fun. Yeah, I think we had come up with the idea that we were going to do that program six days before the election. <laughs> yes. That's what I remember yes. the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bringing, well, bringing all the guests is... together and getting that program together was quite the adventure. <laughs> That is, um, I have to say, fairly characteristic of things we do at COS. Um, as a bunch of quick starts in the organization, we like a fresh new idea and we jump in right away and we do it quick. Yeah, you guys were game and we had live reports from different staff members. 
you know, what's, what's crazy is, you know, even comparing what we did to maybe what another network would have done covering the elections, we weren't just focused on the national races, the congressional races or the governor races, but we were drilling down into what's really important for COS, which is those state legislator races of which there were, you know, what, 5,000 plus of them. Of course, we were looking at some targeted ones, but they're still probably numbered in the hundreds. And so Rita, you know, you kind of helping drill down to which races do we really need to focus on that are really important for convention of states. That was really exciting. Yeah. That's why I was so excited about doing that program because every time, you know, election year, that's what I'm focused on. And, you know, most of the coverage everyone sees on TV, it's all focused on the national stage. You know, you might get the little um, ticker tape at the bottom of your screen showing you state legislative election results in your state, but you don't hear much about state legislative elections across the country. So I really felt like what we were doing was new and innovative and really um, helps highlight our message, which is that we should be paying more attention to what's happening at the state legislative level, because that's where most of the policymaking that affects us daily is supposed to be happening. So one more thing I want to share with you guys is there was a period of time, actually right after Andrew came on, especially where there wasn't actually a lot of convention of states news. It was 2020, the legislatures were shut down, you know, which meant our resolutions weren't moving forward, but convention of states was still active and COSLI was still bringing those projects to, to this, the, our audience, to the, to the volunteers, to the viewers. And I feel like it was still very important work in pushing back against the lockdowns and the COVID restrictions that came into place. And so I just wanted to share a couple clips from that period because I thought that was some of our coolest, coolest shows. Your entire practice has been threatened because of it, which is completely unfortunate because what you're doing is just seeking truth. Um, and I, I wanted to simply step onto the beach just as a peaceful act of civil disobedience. But yes, had we been you know, charged and convicted, it carried up to two, two years and 60 days in, in wow. jail. Yeah. That they're asking schools when they open up to have the kids wear a mask. Can you imagine a kindergartner or a first grader with a mask on? That's, that's California crazy, right? California crazy to expect an elementary kid to have a mask on. That'll never happen. Those masks will be slingshots across the room and no no kindergartner is ever going to keep a mask on for more than i don't know 30 seconds so that's just nuts especially since we know the kids are the literally the lowest risk that there's going to be a rally a reopen the states rally here in san diego and i reposted it right on that site and immediately there was a ton of interest there a bunch of convention of states people they were interested in what was going on and showed up and of course i said right away i'm going to be there and Tanya, my wife, and Colin, my dog Izzy, jumped in our big truck and we drove around and honked. I have a big black lifted truck and everybody was honking and the energy was amazing. We parked, we walked around. I did a live video, which you can get on there. But the thing that was more important, there were hundreds of people that spontaneously showed up. Of course, they were well behaved. They were all talking about their freedom. I interviewed people and asked them, why are you here? And many of them had businesses that were forced to be closed down here in California. And of course, with all the research that I've been doing, not just here, but all over the nation, 
we're finding there's 22 million people that are unemployed right now in America. What Open the States is designed to do is to provide a resource for people to come together and communicate. And now it turns out we, we built this long before we knew that Facebook was going to shut anything down. And we built this simply to be a resource, a clearinghouse for information for people who want to express their constitutional rights. All right. Well, what you saw there was a little montage of some of the episodes during that COVID period. And that last part was actually you getting interviewed, Mike, as you were reporting what you had seen from an Open the States rally, which is a big project for Convention of States, openthestates.com. And uh, what was that like to kind of feel like you're on the front lines of something that goes to self-governance and kind of our ethos and our mission here at Convention of States is to bring back, back a culture of self-governance. Seeing that many people downtown on Broadway in San Diego was so exciting. It really got me going. You can tell the energy that I felt at that time, the long hair again from not being able to go in and get my hair cut. But I really believed that we could make a difference. The beaches were closed. They, the police were standing there and it would have cost you if you wanted to walk on the beach. You could be 26 feet, 156 feet apart and you couldn't go on the beach. Our freedom was being taken. It was like martial law and to go out there and make it happen was really fun. We got a visit. My wife, I wasn't home, got a visit from two detectives from San Diego wearing the ties, showing the badge. Ma'am, we have a few questions for you. I mean, it was all about the intimidation. They were trying to shut us down, keep us from doing all this stuff. And I felt so focused, so ready to keep pushing to reopen California. Of course, California. And I remember in Michigan, things were so difficult. And a lot of states saw, oh, gosh, this is completely nuts. Can you believe what they're doing over there in California? And then some of the other states like Florida that are far more open, we're bringing that news to help jack people up and help them feel like, okay, yeah, it's not right. It's over there. And of course, now all the numbers that have been counted about who got sick and how the infection spread, none of these shutdowns. I, of course, I'm proselytizing because I am so strong behind this. There's a push right now to put people in masks again. And it's a passion that will always burn bright in me because of that. And because COS gave us that pulpit to be able to share with others, quite a great memory. Absolutely. And we had a huge surge in viewership and in new petition signers during that time for Convention of States, even without active legislation, really. And it was, I think, because part of the reason was because we were still active. We were still launching different projects like COS Serves to help people uh, that needed things delivered to their house or whatever, and then open the states to push back against the lockdowns and preserve our economy and people's livelihoods, but then also bringing the truth to people through people like Dr. Scott Jensen, who was a state legislator that a strong proponent of Convention of States. He ran for governor in Minnesota recently. We had Dr. Jeff Barkey on out in California. Uh, so Andrew, any perspective of that? You got to interview some really cool people over that time who um, some of them were assaulted for participating in these things and all kinds of things. They were imprisoned and whatnot. Any reflections on uh, on that period? Yeah, I think interviewing Jeff Barkey was a lot of fun. He uh, he really cracked open a lot of the lies that were being spread around at that time. Um, and he really had a very common sense approach to how to handle the uh, the outbreak or COVID-19, the pandemic. 
And then another one that wasn't featured in the montage, but some a person that really affected how I was looking at COVID was Steve Dace, because he was, you know, one of the few uh, uh, podcasters who was out there really going hard against the lockdowns, going hard against the overreach, and he was going hard against masking and pulling kids out of out of uh, out of school, and just interviewing him. I believe it was with Hannah Sillers. Uh, that was a, a that was a, a lot of fun and very informative to to hear um, from him. So I think there was a lot of of misinformation that was going around, and and I don't fault people for being uh, led uh, led astray by the media because it was a concerted effort by so many different organizations. But now, like Mike said, you're starting to see the numbers, you're starting to see the data, and you're starting to see the, the narrative that was built uh, during the COVID years and the fear that was pumped into Americans. And it's really, it's, it's sad to see that that took place and that you had uh, Americans pitting other Americans against each other. But Convention of States was a, a message of hope that was reaching several people at that time. And it just was you know, amazing to see how our organization was able to push against uh, these, these governors and these, these politicians who were insistent on locking down and keeping the state completely locked down. And so I, I, I had the opportunity to, to interview some people, but also I was working behind the scenes helping uh, Kyle Key, who was the... I believe he was in the, one of the graphics department or he's in the comp department at that time. And I helped him with organizing and finding other groups who were uh, forming on Facebook. And we were informing them about convention of states. And then we were kind of communicating with them on Facebook, telling them about uh, rallies that were happening near them and also telling them about convention of states and how this is a solution that we can use to push back any type of, lockdowns that are being pushed by the federal government. If the federal government is trying to overreach, we can use Article 5 of the Constitution to put the federal government back in the constitutional box it's supposed to be in. So I, I, I think that there was you know, a lot of uh, difficulties that happened in that time period. Uh, but the silver lining is so many people learned about Convention of States. So many people joined uh, Convention of States, particularly after the Biden administration tried to use OSHA to cram down mandated vaccines. We saw just such a huge spike in petitions after that because that was just such a raw abuse of power trying to use an arm of the federal government to force uh, people to take an experimental vaccine. Whether you agree with the vaccine or not, you should never force anyone to take a vaccine. Or you, you shouldn't say, you better take this vaccine or you're going to lose your job. Forcing Americans to choose between their job and feeding their family and their their principles, I think, is a just a horrible abuse of power. And uh, I'm I'm thankful that there is an organization out there like Convention of States uh, that is rapidly growing, that is using this um, this process within the Constitution to undo the weaponization of federal power, because that's really what it is, and that's what COVID show, showed us that the federal government is willing to weaponize. Uh, weaponize itself against the interests of the American people. Absolutely. Love the passion, man. All right. Well, we have gone a little longer and uh, I want us to kind of wrap up here with a final question, just reflecting maybe what will you remember most uh, as we leave it uh, on this last Tuesday episode, last weekly episode of CUS Live 
Of course, as we talked about, it'll continue to go on uh, to bring you live coverage of legislative debates and hearings. And that was a really exciting broadcast. Uh, but just any final reflections here, uh, Mike? This is like the history book. You know, some people keep journals. Some people write little notes about some things that happened. But going through all those episodes allows me to revisit so much of the great history that is in convention states. My memory isn't as good as these video clips bring those images right back to me and then expand on some of the great memories there are. And I will always not only reflect back, but I'll remember so much of those movies that will repeat inside my head without looking at the videos. Rita, any final reflections? Yeah, I'll just say that what I'm going to miss the most about doing this program as we have been doing it on a weekly basis and the interviews and things, I'm going to miss the people. I'm going to miss being with you all, you know, the the fun that we have um, preparing for and putting the program on. And especially, though, I'm going to miss this opportunity to interface with our grassroots volunteers around the country and to be inspired by them because every single time we get some of our volunteers on this program and get to talk to them about what they're doing to make a difference, how they're doing it. And, you know, we get to hear their COS story. It inspires me and motivates me to keep fighting, keep working, keep, you know, finding creative solutions to problems. I just love our volunteers from all over the country. They're all so different and unique and gifted and wonderful. And I'm going to miss um, talking to them every week. Andrew, anything you'll miss most or any final reflections? Yeah, I'm going to dovetail uh, into what Rita said. Uh, I, I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm going to miss the grassroots the most. I'm going to miss talking to volunteers who are innovating within their state or, you know, who are on the front lines trying to move the, the resolution in their state forward. And, and several of the people that we talk to, uh, they are, you know, coming at it year after year after year with, with little success, sometimes no success. Um, but they continue to make a push to, to get the resolution further in the legislature. And that inspires me. They keep coming at it, even though this is one of the most difficult processes that, that, uh, that we see in, in our form of government, getting a constitutional amendment. So that always inspires me. And, you know, I'll also second something Mike said earlier in the program, um, going out into the field, I, I've, several times I've had an opportunity to talk to people to say, Hey, I, I watched you on Facebook live and I, and I, I loved what you had to say about this. And thank you for giving a shout out to my team or thank you for giving a shout out to, to my state. And, and I, I was at, uh, uh the summit, um, uh, in, in Florida and Edna Kruger came up to me. She's a volunteer in Texas. And she told me how, uh, she always watches me and how I'm always inspiring her. And, and that just touched my heart that I have had the opportunity to inspire others because I, before COS, I rarely ever heard that. And so getting to hear that from, from volunteers, it's like, wait a minute though. No, you inspire me. Every time I'd get to talk with, with, with a volunteer that gave me energy to keep doing this. And I just loved doing that. And I'm going to remember all of those volunteers that I got to speak with. And, uh, I hope to be back in the field again to, to connect with them and, and help them and, uh, be shoulder to shoulder with them because the country needs it and we have to save this country. 
Absolutely. And I think I just want to drill down on one thing that you guys said, because I think the thing I'm also going to miss most is hearing the stories from the grassroots. And that was the question that I would we would often put into the program every single interview is what is your COS story? Because we really wanted to get a heart, get to the heart of why people volunteer for this movement. Why not just sit back on the couch and and watch the news? And and that's how 99 percent of Americans operate is they don't take that extra step. And to be part of the less than 1%, maybe the 0.1% that take these kind of actions that are this engaged, to get to that point, what triggered it for them? To me, that was so powerful to hear their stories week after week. Often it came down to they wanted to preserve a country for their children and grandchildren. Uh, so we interviewed a lot of military personnel who felt like Convention of States was a continuing of their oath to defend and uphold the Constitution. And so I have to agree with you guys hearing those stories so, still so powerful. We're still going to find other ways to push those out there. And obviously we're going to continue to equip and empower the grassroots because those stories are so integral to a movement like ours as we need those to inspire each other. When the news tells us all these bad news stories and everything, we got to remember that there's people just like us in the fight every single day fighting for a better America. And so that's what I will remember most. Mm -hmm. All right, Andrew, well, we are going to close out the show, and I'm going to give you the honors of doing the final sign-off. Oh, wow, the final sign-off. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Uh, Producer G, thank you for putting together such an excellent montage and for asking such such great questions to all of us. It's been a, a, an, ex, an amazing experience going down memory lane, looking at all of the episodes. Uh, thank you to all of you for faithfully watching COS Live through the years. And we're not going away, like uh, Rita said, we're gonna be back for live coverage of committee hearings and floor votes and all of that stuff. So we'll be back. Uh, so excited to, to get back to work to save this country because it's going to be you out there in the grassroots who get us to a convention. Thanks for watching everyone. Time for us to get back to work. Thank you for listening to today's program. For information, please visit www.conventionofstates.com forward slash pod. That's www.conventionofstates.com forward slash pod.